Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the High Low Sports Podcast, everybody. We have a special guest on the show today. Brandon is coming back to talk NFL because you know what? It's playoff time. Brandon, how's it been, man? Last time we saw you, you were picking the Bears to win absolutely everything. And somehow they managed to squeak in the playoffs after all of that. One of the best, worst playoff teams, maybe. Um, so how you been, man? How do you feel about your Bears? I've been good. I uh, This season's been probably as big of a roller coaster as the last one. Um, didn't think that Trubisky was going to be the one to come back and, and start putting up the offensive numbers he did. But uh, I'm a lot more confident now that I know my team can score more than 20 points. So, I mean... If the defense goes back to the first half of the season, we might actually have a shot at this. I mean, yeah, Breeze is getting his, his uh, weapons back, but, I mean, we we kept Kamara under 67 rushing yards. That's, I, I'd say, is a pretty good good stat to keep back and look back on. And the fact that we went to overtime with the Saints before makes me a little bit more confident. I still don't think we're going to win, but at least feel 
a lot more confident that uh, we can stay in the game and not be decimated on Nickelodeon. Yeah, exactly. You guys are that Nickelodeon game today or this weekend, um, or I guess by the time this airs last weekend, uh, which is hilarious. If they don't animate part of it, at least I will feel like they missed a very, very important potential moment for football. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> looking forward, sorry, DJ is sending shots through text messaging right now. Um, but looking forward at this, uh, Brendan, before we talk about the playoffs, we have to talk about a really huge story coming about right now. There's potential Deshaun Watson is on the trade block after voicing his displeasure after the, they did not include him in the GMs. And a lot of people are saying Chicago's the location. How do you feel about that as a Bears fan who's in the playoffs right now? I, I, I would be much more inclined to be uh, excited if we had draft capital and the ability to actually build around him, but without any, any real picks or offensive line, I mean, I, he's just going from one bad to another bad instead of having a bad defense, he'll have a bad offense. So it's hard to be excited about an idea like that when I, I just haven't seen my team make the moves in order to bring in a franchise quarterback. I mean, look what happened with Joe Burrow. He, he got hurt because he had a bad O line. I mean, you got guys like, breeze who even with a good line could get hurt i mean there's it's hard for me to be excited i I mean obviously i would be but it's harder for me to 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 get hyped for it when i know it it could be a a failing move even if we had him sir that is deshaun watson if he ends up on your team you will sacrifice your firstborn your dog your kids your man picks you will sacrifice all that to get that man there especially after what he went through in houston with a team that's even worse than the bears are right now because you'd have Allen Robinson and Dave Montgomery in a squad. With Houston, he's got me out there and Brandon Cooks, basically. He doesn't even have you out there, let's be honest. I I know. I was saying, like, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to help out here. but He has Fat Albert in the squad out there. That's an insult to Fat Albert. But either way, like, he's got absolutely nothing, and he led led the league in passing yards. And fun fact, after this season, he now has a higher career completion percentage than Drew Brees, which is the most all-time by 0.1%. He's at 67.8%, where Drew is at 67.7. Fun fact for a guy who's a scrambler and was not an NFL quarterback, according to scouts and those who thought Trubisky should be taken ahead of him. But uh, The whole Chicago organization. By yes. So I think <laughs> I think the correct answer to that is, please, for the love of God, send Deshaun to our team is what 25 other fan bases are probably thinking, yeah. including me. Including me. Please send him here. I will sacrifice what's left of my dog. I'll sacrifice everything. Uh, fair enough. I mean, I'm sure your dog would not like that, but I'm sure you'd be okay with that. He understands the cost. He's, he's <laughs> the, the Colts are worth more than that. So I, I, I get it. But I do actually understand where Ben is coming from. That whole, the price to pay for Deshaun at the end of the day. Is it worth the juice that you're going to get? Honestly, and I'm with DJ in this crowd. I think that you name it, I'll give it to you. Uh, you want my leg? Here you go. You want my other leg? Well, it's yours. Uh, mm-hmm. You want anything else? Well, it's yours. I got it. Have it. I don't need Especially it. Especially when you trade it up to get Trubisky, you can you know trade trade you trade a lot of draft picks for a Khalil Mack. You could trade a little bit more and get yourself Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and and I will say this though. I mean, for Chicago fans, I imagine this is a little gun shy moment though, because you passed on him once, and yeah, you've made the playoffs now twice in the in the time without him. Maybe you're a little gun shy to admit you were wrong and and come back and bring Deshaun where he rightfully belongs in Chicago. He should not have ever been passed up for Trubisky, but maybe this is maybe a gun shy moment for some Chicago fans because they're afraid they're somehow going to mess this up by getting Deshaun. 
So I can kind of understand Brennan's hesitation to be excited about Deshaun, but for the rest of us out here, I feel like we're all like, oh, give me Deshaun. <laughs> so basically, well, I'll take Deshaun. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But as I mentioned, guys, it is the playoff season. Obviously, that means we have wild card games. We have seven teams in the playoffs. And that's not the important part. The important part is how we pick those seven teams, right? That's that's what we're all here for is how do our picks from the from the regular season compare to the teams in the playoffs today? So before we get to the teams that are actually in the playoffs, DJ, go ahead. Give, give us give us your list. If you remember your list, give us your list one through seven. Do you remember how your team had shake shaked out? So the teams I did have make in the playoffs were Kansas City, like everybody else and their mom, who is not who is not just picking for fun, trying to be edgy and fun and goofy. I had Baltimore as well, which they took the long way there, but they got there. I had Indianapolis, same story, different chapter, took the long way there. I had the Bills. They I didn't think they'd be the arguably the best team in the league, but here they are. I also I had the Browns. That was kind of my sleeper pick. Kevin Stefanski is our Lord and Savior in the in the mid-Atlantic Ohio. So that's kind of where I was going with that. The other two picks is where I kind of struggled because I thought the Broncos would have not going to be on injured reserve for 90% of the year. I thought they would actually, you know, have players and Drew Locke wouldn't be in and out and erratic. And I also had Houston getting in there based on the Deshaun Watson factor, just squeaking in, which if they had any resemblance of anything around him whatsoever, maybe there's a shot in hell, but yeah, that didn't work out. So the AFC, I, I would say not too bad, honestly. I mean, five out of seven teams, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. I mean, like I said, we'll we'll talk about who's actually in the playoffs here in a minute. But that's that's a not bad, not bad guess to, to begin with. I mean, you did get the Chiefs right as the number one seed. Um, so good job on you. Uh yeah, that 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 Texans pick, you, you know, unfortunately you missed out on that one. The Titans did manage to to win the division. Colts snuck in at seven, so maybe flip flop your actual choices were. But the Bills, great pick on the Bills. Um Brown sneaking in there at the sixth seed. Uh kind of the surprise, I think, for all of us, the Ravens down down there at the five seed. They they, you know. We all kind of thought they were the one-two, um, but they fell down to the five seed. Uh, as a wild card, play the Titans, you know, so that'll be an interesting interesting matchup. And the other team that I didn't mention that made the playoffs, the Steelers as the three seed, um, they did make the playoffs as well. But uh, so, you know, you didn't do bad. Five out of seven, not bad at all for the AFC. Uh, Brendan, what about you? Where you, would your AFC picks? Where, where, do you remember um, all of those? Yeah, um, I've actually got them still right here. So from bottom to the top, uh, my seventh seed, I had the Browns sneaking in. I figured seventh seed, they had the ability to do it last year if they would have had that spot available. So I, I figured they'd, they'd kind of just walk into that last wild card seed. Figured they had the talent. They just needed the coaching, and they got that this year. Um, so pretty, pretty, feel pretty good on that one. Um, next one, I whiffed on pretty bad. I had the Texans in the sixth seed. Um we all saw how that went. Uh, fifth seed, again, DJ uh, said it more accurately than I could have, the Broncos and being injured reserve for most of the year. They still had some fun flashes, which was nice to see. But uh, with everyone gone, it's it's hard to know what they're going to actually be for their ceiling. Um, fourth seed, I had the Bills taking their, their division. Uh, third seed, I had the Colts winning out in the, their division. And then a second, Ravens, first is, is the Chiefs. So same five out of seven that DJ had, just a little bit different order. Man, you guys, I, I, can't, I can't believe it. Like, you know, we talk about how all these pundits on TV, they uh, they always make their picks and they're always 
usually about 500 or a little sub 500 for most of them. We're two for two right now on five for seven. And making oh, the playoffs. Don't worry, I'll screw it up in the NFC. That's where I tried to get a little risky and I <laughs> wasn't so hot there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, like, look, you had you had five out of seven teams in there, Brendan. You you only again, it was just the seeding that messed you up. And let's be honest, injury, COVID season that it is that we never really expected. One, the Titans to, as DJ likes to say, the Titans weaponized COVID. Facts um, is facts. <laughs> we also, I don't think any of us expected the Ravens to fall as they did. Uh, the Browns was Kevin Stefanski. We all kind of had them sneaking in some way, shape, or form. I feel like, and then. They did make it. The Bills, I mean, you, Brendan, you were one of the first people to talk about Josh Allen as a MVP candidate. And whether that's because of your love for him in, in Madden or because, you ding, know, ding, ding. what else you watched, I don't know. But, I, you know, I love the pick. I got to give you credit where credit is due. You did call that at the beginning of the season. And he is a dark horse for the for the MVP right now. So how do you feel about that pick, at least? You know, I feel I, great about that. <laughs> I do. I, well, and it's it was fun seeing him not just be – you know, just just a, a passer, just being able to move, how they used him. It was just fun to watch. I mean, they did as much as they could with him, and it 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 turned out to be a, a fun offense to watch. Definitely helps when you have the second best receiver in football on the team too. That really opens things up for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. He uh, Stephon Diggs ends up tied second in the league in the league for uh, Pro Football Focus rating at the end of the season, behind only Devontae Adams. I forget who he's tied with, and then. Uh, good old his Adam Thielen's forty at, at sitting there at fourth or technically third, but fourth if you include the tie in there. Um, but yeah, so you know you add Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, all of a sudden becomes an MVP candidate. Bills take the two seed. I don't think any of us can complain with what we saw. I think it was some of the most football we've seen, some of the most fun football we've seen from from Buffalo, especially of late. So, um, but looking at my picks. You know, I, I think I took the opposite opinion from you guys. I went Baltimore with the one seed, and, well, that backfired. Obviously, they didn't make the one seed, but they did make the playoffs, so, hey, there's one for one. Hmm. Uh, Kansas City, the two seed, I thought that their matchup earlier in the season was going to decide this. I was wrong, so well, be it. Well, it did decide it for – it didn't – technically, <laughs> I guess. Like, it decided it was going to have the number one seed, just not exactly by itself. Look, if, if Lamar had taken the Browns to the Super Bowl much earlier in the season – Maybe we're looking at a different, different Baltimore placement here, but but Sometimes it is. You just got to hit brown bottom before you can rise to the top. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so I had Kansas City at the two seed, number uh, three seed. Uh, I think I'm right here with you guys, Indianapolis with the three seed. Um, yeah, I saw them winning the division. I couldn't account for also COVID issues plus Philip Rivers deciding in the second half he's going to ignore Frank Reich's play calling and say I'm going to throw it up anyways. Well, I thought you were better than that, Philip. And by I thought you were better than that, I mean, I didn't think you'd be so stupid. But then again, you have 20 children, so there's got to be some brain cells missing somewhere. Yeah, you said it even before the season. You're like, I don't trust Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I figured they'd, really, they'd lean on the run game. I also didn't think Marlon Mack was going to be injured. I thought it was going to be a Marlon Mack-Jonathan Taylor show. It's actually Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines show. So it works out really well. Um, the four seed, I had Dol- the Dolphins at this. I was probably a season too soon for the Dolphins' hope and, and prayer. Uh, Buffalo did take the division, so obviously they, they they were there. But Miami did have a chance up to the last game of the season before Buffalo said, hold my beer and watch me beat you with third stringers and Isaiah McKenzie. So uh, there's my first miss on the on the playoffs. Um, the five seed, I also had the Browns, so obviously not, not in the right place, but they are in the wild card spot, so I'll take it. You know, it's at least close. Uh, the six seed, Buffalo, obviously not a two seed. 
Um, but they are in the playoffs, guys. I did get that right. Um, I didn't shortchange Josh Allen too much. And then the seven seed, I had Denver sneaking into the seven seed. And obviously, as we all said, you can't beat injuries when you don't have players. And literally, they went played a whole game without a position group. So, I mean, yeah, Denver, This the story writes yourself for this season. Um, so, we all went five and seven, five of seven for our AFC picks. So, I think, well, job, well, you know, job well done, guys. We, uh, I forgot that we all basically picked six of the exact same teams with only one varying. I can f- forgot how we basically <laughs> copied each other's gosh damn list. Yeah, it's, it's funny because we all, I mean, we all did these separately. And that's still something I find hilarious is we all made our list completely separately. Not we arrived to, to the same conclusion with completely different math. It makes no sense. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I for me, I went the, the, the point of going and going literally game by game for everybody. Uh, DJ, I don't know how you came to your decision. Oh, I just meant like we all like we picked different teams in certain regards, but still only got the same ones right. Like even yeah. when we cycled in those other two, arguably they were still wrong. Like, and and let's not forget this is the same math that Brendan used last year to get the Jets at what was it thirteen and five, eleven and five, and then the Cardinals at thirteen and three. And <sighs> here he is this season picking five of seven correct in the AFC. So Brendan, I don't know where your math comes from, but it worked just as well this season. So. This math comes from looking over my shoulder and writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's the AFC outlook right now, guys. Um, uh, you know, I, we talked about the games coming up that are happening. That will have happened by the time this game, this this airs. Um, Bills, Colts will be playing. Steelers, Browns will be playing, and Titans, Ravens will all be playing this weekend. Um, how do we think these are going to shake out in the AFC, guys? How do you think these wild card matchups are going to shake out? And who the Chiefs obviously have a bye week, so do you think they end up playing somebody like the Colts? Do you think the Colts can sneak by Buffalo, or do you think this one stays pretty pretty similar to the one through four rankings? Do you think one through four advances? Like, how do you what do you guys think? Brandon, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, I, I hate to root against the Colts because they had a good season. But I, as on fire as Buffalo has been, I just don't see the Colts being able to keep up. It's not so much a matter of shutting each other down. I just don't think that Phillip Rivers can keep up with Josh Allen at the moment. Um, I, I think the Buffalo definitely moves forward. I think the only the – only, uh, teams that would really offer a shakeup would be Baltimore or Cleveland, but Baltimore had to kind of scrounge up their season, whereas Cleveland didn't have as many struggles, I felt. It's hard to say. Um, honestly, I think Tennessee is going to roll roll Baltimore, just having the running game be both sides strong points. It's, it's hard to say. I think the best defense comes out on that one. Um, Baltimore might take it because they do allow less points, but Tennessee also has been using a lot more play action this year than even last year. So they could go over the top, get a lot more big plays. I, 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 I'd say Tennessee probably takes it. And then Pittsburgh and Cleveland, it's, that's a hard game because I, I don't know what to go off of with the last game of the year between the two, not having all the starters in. So if it, it was anywhere near as close as it was for the last game of the season with all the starters. The Steelers are going to take that game. So I think Indy, Indy is probably going to get knocked out, but Cleveland or Baltimore are the only two that I'd see shaking up the top four. All right, fair enough. I, I like I, I respect your, your your indecisiveness on those because mm-hmm. I, I will say I, I look at that Titans Raven games myself, and. 
I look at a run, run fest, like which team can pass better at the end of the day is really kind of feel, I feel like that's how it's going to be decided. Um, does Ryan Tannehill become the better passer or is Lamar Jackson, former Heisman winner, former MVP of the league? Does he, is he able to hook up with his weapons on the outside? Um, that really, former, I feel like decides that game. Former me. receiver plays against the guy they said should have played receiver. What an interesting, both playing quarterback now. What a nice little twist on that. Yeah, it's a good point. Most people forget Ryan Tannehill. The reason that makes him so good throwing to some not so great receivers, you might say. I mean, A.J. Brown, yeah, he's a fantastic freak athlete. Corey Davis, well, he's a possession guy, but not really a fantastic burner. One thing that might help Ryan Tannehill is he knows how receivers work. He knows where the ball needs to be thrown, and he may not have all the arm talent in the world, but he has placement. So maybe that's what makes him so much better in the offense he's in, and maybe it makes him an X factor in, in the game. Um, being a former receiver, it might be something that is to be considered. Who knows? And, and at this point, anything that gives an edge in the playoffs is going to be looked at. So we got Brennan's indecisive picks where we basically are not willing to bet any money based on him. What about you, Kelsey? You staying along the same strain or do you have a little more decisiveness in yours? Do you, are you putting your fist down on any of these? Look, I, I have one game. I look at this list and I have one game that is my, if it's going to happen, if there's an upset, it's going to be this game. And DJ, we've talked about this at length. And you were shocked with my my opinion on this one. Um, anybody who heard our episode that aired last Thursday, you have a good good idea of what I'm about to say. But the Bills and Colts. If there is a matchup that leads me to believe that one team can pull off an upset, it's the Colts versus the Bills. And that's purely because the Colts' pass defense, when they are playing, is exceptional. It is, it is, I mean, they have one of the best corners in Kenny Moore. They have Xavier Rhodes, who's been playing more like Rhodes are sometimes open, Rhodes are sometimes, you know, construction Rhodes head. construction. Yeah, so he, he's hit or miss. But the one thing is the Bills have not established a running game all season other than Josh Allen. And if they can keep Josh Allen under wraps, keep Devin Singletary under wraps, keep Zach Moss under wraps, like they have been all season, this Colts team, this offense for the Colts team is one of the top scoring offenses in the league. They could put it up with the best of them. And it would not surprise me in the least if I see this Colts team upset the Bills out as a seven seed and go on to play the Chiefs the next round, which would suck for the Colts. Don't get me wrong. I'm not envious of the Colts if they do advance. I'm not envious of the Colts having to play the Bills to begin with. But I do think if there's a team that can, can force an upset this weekend, I look at this Colts team and I think this is the team because with the Browns, it's COVID issues. With the Ravens, it's up to Lamar. I mean, it's not really an upset either if the Ravens beat the Titans. Let's be honest; it's that would be kind of expected. They're pretty but, much dead even. I mean, like, yeah. So, DJ, how do you feel? How do you feel about my thoughts, and how do you feel about these these this this weekend of games in the AFC? Do you think? I'll keep mine pretty quick since we already kind of talked about, it, and we'll talk more about it on the NFL show too. But I see if Kevin Stefanski wasn't COVIDated and the Browns weren't completely infected, basically, I think the Browns win. I think at full strength versus full strength, the Steelers are wearing down. They've had a rough end of the season. I mean, one in four down the stretch or something like that. I don't remember. I don't know what the exact number is. And you're one, you were down by 20, 21 points and or 18 points, whatever it was, and kind of fluked back into it. And then the Browns have been rolling. I mean, if you take away the COVID issue, they probably take the division, honestly, because they don't lose to the Jets if they're not COVIDed out. 
if you have Stefanski on that sideline, there's something different when he's on the sideline for the Browns. They're a completely different team. Like what we saw last year, they were fully healthy last year, the entire season. And well, we talked about Freddie kitchens, elementary school as coach self. Now you put in a real coach there who could have been a coach of the year candidate. I saw they gave it to Sean McDermott rightfully. Mm-hmm. So of course, but so I'm going to, I'm leaning towards the Steelers just because of the COVID issues. I mean, it's the most typical Browns fashion. You make the playoffs and then the Rona takes it away from you basically. But I wouldn't be too surprised if the Browns could pull it off. They should be able to if everything was clicking. Ravens, Titans, you guys both kind of hit on it. I'm leaning towards the Ravens, honestly, because I think they got a lot of revenge on their brain, too. Not only did the Titans bounce them out last year, but they beat them earlier this year, and I believe it was overtime when Derrick Henry said, hold my beer, which seems to be a theme this year for the Titans. Go to overtime, Derrick Henry holds holds their beer. It's the weirdest thing. So I'm going to lean towards the Ravens. I think Lamar finally gets that playoff win. I mean, if he goes 0-4 in the playoffs now, 0-3, that's – I just can't see that. He's got to get one somewhere in here early. And the Titans, that defense is real suspect. I mean, <laughs> it's, we that's part of the reason I didn't have them winning as many games before the season. I wasn't a believer in the defense. I know they added Jadavian Clowney, but I still didn't think he was going to make that much difference, which he hasn't due to part injuries, part just – Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. But yeah, and he's still out for the season too. So that's a exactly. that's an unfortunate loss for him. I just didn't expect the Titans to be able to score this many points. But that being said, when the Ravens defense shows up, Marlon Humphrey and squads there. Well, I still think the Ravens will get just the necessary stop or two needed, even if Lamar, who is burdened by throwing the football by the look on his face every time he throws it, <laughs> even if he has to throw more often, I think he'll be able to move the ball. And then I we'll do. go to the we'll, uh, Bills Colts game. We talked about that. Up quite a bit too. I, I like a lot of what you said. I mean, it makes sense. The Colts run defense is stellar and the rate, the bills run offense. Isn't that great? The bills pass defense is phenomenal. And th- when you look at it, I mean, three all pro caliber defensive backs, Yeah. but at the same time, their run defense hasn't been Ill- that great. I mean, it's been pretty good. I mean, Clyde Edwards, hilarious gashed it. Like it can get got, so it lines up pretty well, but the way I see that going is first game bills, mafia getting a home playoff game in 15 years or whatever it is it's either going to be 21 nothing bills out the gate and it is over or the colts are going to jump out 17 nothing because the bills are going to have an adrenaline dump trying to follow up all of that and then it's up to them to hold the lead which we'll see but if the (laughs) if the bills can galvanize that energy and basically get behind it like i kind of think they might it's going to be rough for the colts maybe they can come back and make it interesting because they do have a weird knack for comebacks under frank reich which is ironic considering frank reich's most famous moments as a player so I think that they one's can't hold a lead. It's I yeah, I mean they're all against the Packers, even you're down by a billion. It's almost better for them to be behind at halftime at this point. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick the Colts because they as we talked about and we'll probably talk about going forward, they were my Super Bowl pick before the season because I saw the defense kind of being how it is with DeForest Buckner. I expected the offense to the offense is honestly about what I expected. I was just kind of hope they'd be able to kill the ball a little bit better when they get a lead, but they've scored better than I anticipated. So I'm going to stick with the Colts for that one just because it was my preseason pick. But that one I wouldn't bet any money on. I like it. And we'll, we'll not go into the divisional round at this point just because I, the playoffs is so hit or miss, with especially with COVID issues going into play. We're going to hold off on getting in a divisional. We will talk about them again right before they happen, I'm sure of that. Uh, but I do want to say that, you know, you're looking at these these wild card playoffs and it's, dude, it's, it's hard to say, you know, what will be an advantage, what will be a disadvantage when there's – no fans in the stands for most of this game, except for that Bills game. You look at that, and you're right, DJ. I mean, that is a crucial factor. Bills Mafia, known for rounding the, you know, rounding them up, if you will. 
Nobody they, circles the wagons exactly. like the Buffalo Bills. The problem like the, is, is that a drunk circle or is that a is that an army circle? That's what we're gonna find out. Yeah. How many? First of all, how many Bills fans are allowed? Also, secondly, how many of those Bills fans that are allowed will also be sent to the hospital with burn injuries? Considering it's the first time all season, jumping through a burning table, we'll we'll, we'll wait to see. Um, but we'll we'll take a break real fi- real fast, guys. We're gonna hear from our our uh, partners over there at Fanatics and Fubo TV, and we'll be right back with you. What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast. You know, if you missed the brand new news, we have partnered with Fanatics.com. So if you're in the market for a brand new t-shirt, brand new hoodie, brand new jersey, no matter the team, no matter the player, no matter the sport, Fanatics.com is your place to stop. Not only does this help support our podcast, but it helps support the entire Onion Sports Network. Check the link in our bio or go to OnionJSN.com. I'll be having DJ in the High Low Sports Podcast. See ya. What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Love Sports Podcast, and we recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV? Fubo TV is a service to broadcast live TV over the internet, no cable required. Watch your favorite teams, network shows, news, and movies on over 100 plus channels. Get channels like CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox. You can watch all the games. So go ahead, click that link in our bio, and get started on your seven day free trial. And stay tuned to some more great programming right here on the Unhinged Sports Network. And welcome back, folks. As you just heard from our fancy partners over there, we have Fubo TV. If you haven't already, cut your cord, join the 21st century. Um, that's how we're. I'm watching all these games. I know DJ, you're, uh, you're you're doing the same over here with Fubo TV. That's how we're watching all these these playoff games. Um, it's fascinating, and then that's how we also watched all the the bowl games. Um, did not miss a single one. It has all the all the shows, and I'm actually looking forward to being able to watch a lot of soccer coming up soon. Champions League will be soon enough. And um, so that'll be fun. I get to watch all that on Fubo. If you guys haven't already checked it out, click the link in our bio. Um, go there. And also, if you're if you're one of your teams is in this in this playoff bracket, go to Fanatics. Pick up your playoff T-shirts, guys. If you haven't already, do it. It helps the network, and it helps out our show as well. Um, eventually, we'll be able to pay guests that come in and, and like Brennan and and actually get some quality uh, quality picks from them, um, not just Bears picks all the time. Well, hold on. We still won't be paying him now. I mean, it, we'll, we'll pay him based on the results of the picks, not pay him to make picks. Let's take it easy with that. I'm not paying someone to say the Bears win everything. Fair enough. All right. All right. Touche. Touche. Sorry, Brennan. I tried to tried to help you out there, bud. <laughs> but that uh, that leads us into the NFC. We, if you guys missed the first half of the show, we did talk about the AFC playoffs. Talked about Deshaun Watson. Uh, talk about the NFC now. Going into the playoffs this year. Well, I, I'd like I'd like to say it was unexpected, but can can we be honest and say Aaron Rodgers is nothing but unexpected? Um, he's he's the most unexpected expected thing to happen in the league, and go figure that they get the number one seed when we all kind of say, oh, they might make the playoffs. Well, hold on, I had them winning ten games. I had them in the playoffs comfortably. Let, let's take it easy there. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would be in his best form of all time so far, but I don't think any of us did. I don't think we saw yeah. a top five quarterbacking season of all time. Yeah, no, I I one hundred percent agree with that. Uh, so. Yeah, going down the list, obviously, I said the Packers at, at, at clips the number one seed. Aaron Rodgers played himself to an MVP conversation. Whether or not he gets it or not, we'll just have to wait and see. But honestly, he's my odds-on favorite at this point in time, other than Patty, really, to, to win it. Um, the 2-7 matchup, you have the Saints finishing it in, as number two overall seed. And they face off against the Burrs as the seven seeds, barely sneaking into the playoffs after who's going to start, who's not going to start. Is it Nick Foles? 
Is it St. Nick? Is it St. Mitch? Which one's going to lead us to the promised land? And it turns out David freaking Montgomery leads you to the promised land with Mitch Trubisky in tow. Uh, Brennan, congratulations on getting your Bears pick into the playoffs. I don't know how you managed that. What voodoo you sold off to uh, New Orleans to get that that play that that playoff uh, appearance? But unfortunately for you, you are paying for it by playing New Orleans in he New Orleans. He sacrificed his firstborn son to go eight and eight and squeak into a murder. <laughs> but the three through six, uh, three and six matchup, the Seahawks. Russell Wilson fumbled his MVP opportunity earlier in the season. Still managed to recover. DK Metcalf has been the absolute focus of the league this season, even though Tyler Lockett is over there being like, I'm still the best receiver on this team. Look at me um, getting ignored completely. And everybody focuses on these matchups with DK, but not on the matches with Lockett. And that's, what's beating people. Um, and speaking of matchups, they match up against the Rams division rival Jalen Ramsey versus DK Metcalf is all that anybody's can talk about, but I digress. Uh, that'll be a very interesting game to see. Um, also a game playing in Seattle, and I don't think any san- uh, fans are allowed in the stands, so we will not have the 12th man in Seattle for a playoff game, which is a very interesting thing to think about. And then the 4-5 seed, 4-5 uh, matchup, and not the order you would expect this to fall in, but the 4 seed by by default, by the fact that some NFC trash can, NFC East trash can team has to fit here, and they just so happen to get it by the most NFC trash can way possible, with the Philadelphia Eagles completely shitting on the NFL and all of the fans and every team and every player. Easy. We already went over this. Let's giving go. the on. game away, <laughs> allowing Washington to secure the four seed somehow, some way, some shape, some form. Um, this is the, the, the Redskins, or the, sorry, the former Redskins, the Washington football team, as they are known now. And Alex Smith, probably the best story of the year, uh, probably the best story of the decade, really, maybe all time in the NFL. Uh, coming back, leading this team to the playoffs. So congratulations to Alex Smith as a four seed. Unfortunately, you go up against Tampa Bay and, and these Buccaneers who are hitting their stride. Antonio Brown is finding the end zone. Mike Evans, you know, uh, may or may not play. Doesn't really matter at the end of the day because you still have Godwin over there. You still have Scotty Miller. You still have Leonard Fournette, who's had a very good season for what was expected of him. Um you know, you Ronald Jones, not to be forgotten there, and then that entire defense who is terrifying to play. I, I don't do not look forward to Alex Smith having to deal with that. Um, so, guys, what were your picks going into this? What was your preseason picks, DJ? Since you went last last time in the AFC, we'll let you go first this time. How's your well, pick? Technically, you? you went last in the AFC last time, but I digress. Either way, my NFC picks were not quite what I was not quite the same. There's there's some holes in there. So I had Seattle as the number one seed, which they got in as a three seed with an outside shot. Number two, I was sticking with the birds, and I thought Atlanta would get their head out of their ass and not choke away leads this year. And we saw in spurts what they were capable of with Grady Jarrett, Aloui Khan, Deion Jones, AJ Terrell on defense. Calvin Ridley, one of the top five Pro Bowl snubs, Julio Jones when he was out there. Granted, he was never out there. Todd Gurley and Ito Smith kind of like so that one didn't work out. I also had the Eagles making it, which did not work out because I had no idea Carson Wentz was going to implode, Doug Peterson was going to implode, and then Jalen Hurts was going to come in and get benched while also not playing that great, but at the same time being exciting at the weirdest situation all season. So that one clearly did not go the way I was hoping either. Then I had the Packers making the playoffs as a division winner as well, which, that, yeah, I thought they'd win 10 games, not 13, 14 and have the best quarterbacking season and best receiving season, arguably simultaneously in the last handful of years. Wild cards. I had Arizona, which missed it, but I had them winning a lot more games than they did in real life, but 
they ended up missing out just by the skin of their teeth. I also had Tampa Bay because I think we all had Tampa Bay making it somehow. I mean, I think that was pretty unanimous. And I had the Saints making it. I didn't think they'd be the second seed because I thought Atlanta would basically steal the division from both those two teams. But, well, I had, at least I had New Orleans in there. So that puts me four and three, if I did the math correctly. Yeah, four and three, which not as good as the AFC, but considering some of those stupid flyers I took, I'll take it. Hey, still better than uh, – y- you know what? At the end of the day, you can honestly say four of six because I'll give you a bonus point for getting an NFC East team if you get it. Because nobody expected them to be that bad this year, and at this point in time, I feel like not counting it against anybody. It's still a five hundred uh, plus five hundred record when you look at it, um, even at four and four four of seven. Um, I mean, if you were playing baseball, you're a Hall of Famer, so uh, it's still a fantastic, fantastic uh, you know outlook. And it's not like any of your major picks actually missed out, except for maybe Arizona and Atlanta. I guess Philadelphia would have advanced here for the divisional. So never mind. Three out of your four divisional round teams didn't make it. <laughs> My NFC champion is still chilling, though. There's a chance. Yeah, you still have a chance for your NFC champion to, to make it there. Um, Brendan, what about you, man? How, how did your preseason pick shake out? Uh, kind of similar to DJ. I had, I had different uh, teams. Um, I, I had start at the bottom again. I, I had the Packers at seven. Um, <laughs> a 10 win seven. Which... <laughs> I mean, I still had him at 10 wins, like kind of like what DJ had, just a lot lower. Uh, other teams would perform a lot better, um, one of which was – looking at this is just making me feel a lot of pain. I had the Cowboys at, at six, um, at 10 and six as well. Uh, uh, that, that didn't play out. Don't worry, Although, I, I, I hate saying it. While it didn't play out, Dak had a great first three games. so. You know, we we don't know what could have been. Well, I mean, one and four during that time. So, I mean, Dak was going to throw for 5,600 yards, and they'd still <laughs> probably be the same six and ten they were. But um, so I know, Kelsey, know I, I know what burns. Like, it would have been a bright spot at least, but I think the final results were the same. It's just been a lot prettier to watch. You know what? They might have actually <laughs> clinched the playoff spot at seven and nine going into the final week. Who knows? You think they'd hit seven and nine with Dak? Yeah, I think yeah. it's possible. I see it. He gives them one more win than Andy Dalton is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> COVID season. Fair yeah. enough. And there was the and game then, that Andy Dalton didn't play, so yeah, fair enough. See, COVID season. God, that's awful. Keep going. <laughs> Everything has been awful with COVID so far. Uh, the, other, the, the, the other spectrum to the Broncos with the uh, 49ers, I had fifth, and then everyone oh. got injured. I forgot uh, you picked the Niners. Honestly, that's uh, – Ooh, that I, that that, that'll that'll do a dent in you. Yeah, and it didn't help having a coworker who was a Niners fan just constantly remind me of all of the injuries on his team. It was it was it was a rough rough uh, season to listen to. But from there, my picks got a lot, little bit better. Uh, I had the Seahawks taking their division, um, eleven and five, and then third, I bias came through. Had the Bears at eleven and five taking the division. Bias? No, not you. No. Not with hey, the Bears. Hey, to quote you, Kelsey, we sniffed eight and eight, and we made the playoffs. So you're right. No, I, I, I literally can't take it away from you. The Bears made it, <laughs> and I, I still don't know what voodoo you pulled off to have that happen. I will say though, I'm the one who picked the Bears to go eight and eight. I just didn't think that'd be good enough for a damn playoff spot. <laughs> but that part stinks. Fair enough. Uh, God, it still burns. 
I got the one record I get, one of the few records I get spot on, and it completely taints it. <laughs> uh, and then second, I, I whiffed on this as well. Another NFC least. I had the Eagles. That didn't go well. That was that was more painful to watch than I. The, honestly, the 0-16 Browns were about the only equivalent I could I could compare it to. I don't know, In man. My, the, the Jets team this year was pretty bad too. Well, theirs was comedically. Theirs was comedically bad. This the Eagles one was painfully bad. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the they, Eagles. They're always comedic to me at this point in time. <laughs> Frustratingly comedic at this point in time. You have a Super Bowl coach though, and they're that bad. At least with Adam. At least with the Jets, it's Adam Gates. It's like, okay, well, we expected this. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I yes, guess. I get what you're saying. Well, <laughs> yeah, screw the Eagles. Moving forward. <laughs> Number one, I had the Saints twelve and four. Um, that that one, I had it come down to the last week. I almost got that right, so I was kind of shocked about that, to be honest. Especially with Drew Brees going down, but uh, yeah, the, with my math, it's weird to admit or say this, but I was also had four out of seven. So. That's uh, I mean, look, I, I, I'm gonna continue to harp on this because I don't know what voodoo you pulled off to have it happen, but the Bears single-handedly saves you on these picks, and it's Weird fascinating. Your flyer pick worked out. It was your more traditional picks that got you done dirty. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. The the safer picks that you made that those are the ones that ended up backfiring, and that especially that Niners pick, a team that should have made the playoffs and and didn't. Um, unfortunately and and even i'd say the eagles pick for all intents and purposes on paper they look like they should have been a a playoff so caliber playoff team exactly. you know maybe a, maybe a seven seed and not a two seed but you know at the same time it's it, it's the east so anything can happen over there um and dallas again on paper they look like they they belong there so i i cannot blame you at all for the three teams that you picked and didn't make it I, i'm more shocked that your chicago pick paid off i, I really am it's I, that's one I've been watching closely like all year because 13 and four and 12. And then they just went and did this. Is that why you had him as a cellar dweller? And <laughs> I don't, I don't even get it, man. But Hey, look, I I've been watching this closely all year. And this is the pick that I'm just like, I'm so fascinated about because Mitch just, he did what he had to do at the end of the season. And that's the most fascinating part about Mitch is, is despite everything, he was still able to come back in act professional and, and get him victories. I, I, I want to give a little bit of credit to the the fact that they finally caved in on on what wasn't working and just got you know decided to go with what works with Mitch because what works with him clearly he he can do well but we just don't have the system to to run or, or the players to run the system that Nagy wants in in terms of uh trying to recreate the Chiefs offense we just don't have it yeah, I think I think asking Mitch to throw the ball with his feet set is a mistake. And I think once they've let him roll out more in these play action rollouts and play action motions that have him out of the pocket and moving, it allows him to use his legs, which he's absolutely fantastic with. And you know, throwing on the run is one of the more underrated parts of his game. And and it's you've seen it here late in the season. His some of his throws on the run, it's like he's dropping dimes. That it, you know, when they were undefeated, he's sitting there not able to hit so it's a you know it's a fascinating thing to watch that i i respect matt Nagy for swallowing his pride and, and giving his young kid a chance 
Basically, no. you started treating him like Jake Plummer from the old Broncos days, which is kind of how you had to treat him. Not like, oh, he's Patty Mahomes. It's fine. He was drafted around Deshaun and Patty, right? No, not not really. Not yet. It flopped the game a little bit. So good on them for adjusting and making it work. And, you know, if they would have played Mitch the whole season instead of just looking for any reason to bench him for Nick Foles, he might have finished with more wins. I mean, you look at it, Nick Foles, they were kind of ta- awful with him. I mean, they won one cool game against Tampa Bay, but the rest of the way, Foles was terrible for him. Whereas Mitch was like five and two as a starter. I think it was something along those lines. Yeah. So if you keep him in at that rate, you probably get closer to, you might even get nine or 10 wins with him. Probably unlikely, but it's possible. Yeah. No, I mean, you're exactly right. Maybe, maybe you peak higher than the seven seed and you don't have to face new Orleans, but this it's too early to tell. Honestly, we all thought the same thing when they pulled out Mitch, it's like, well, you're undefeated. Was it a smart move? But at the same time, you could see the offense wasn't working. So it was like, okay, I get it. So it made sense. Um, but yeah, moving on to my picks, I guess, for I'm not looking forward to this. Uh, Could be worse. Yeah, yeah. My number seven seed, I start off awful. Detroit, <laughs> number seven. This was my seventh seed. Uh, Your Matthew I, Stafford bias knows no ends. Look, <laughs> there's, a, there's a TikTok that goes around is who's the most overrated play, player in the NFL? Matthew Stafford. Who's the most underrated player in the NFL? Matthew Stafford. Who's one of your favorite players in the NFL? Matthew Stafford. And that's exactly how I feel making these picks. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I love the guy. I wish I wish him more success. You know, when he leaves Detroit, as DJ well, continues to, to bang his head on the ground. <laughs> but um, Matt, Matt Stafford, you know, yeah, he likely might end up in Indy, nor, nor New England next year. Um, obviously, will not play in Detroit again next year. So hopefully, he has a chance. But yeah, Detroit just they fell apart. Matt Patricia just. I don't know what he was doing. I don't think he knew what he was doing, and it, it was a very quick trigger to to get him out of there. Thankfully, he's a fat um, map. He's a fat Freddie Kitchens, basically. Call it what it is. Pretty much, he's a, he's a good coordinator, but not a. Yeah, he's a mediocre coordinator. He's a good coordinator with Bill. Let's put it that he's way. He's a good. He's a good. He's a good neo pet for Bill. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and then my sixth seed was New Orleans. I had them. I had them reversing with Tampa. Basically, I thought Tampa was going to be the better of the two. And New Orleans was going to have to fight their way in because I didn't think much of Drew Brees. And, well, to be honest, I wasn't totally wrong. I just didn't expect Taysom Hill to go damn near undefeated when he replaced Drew Brees during the middle of the season. Who knew? What's Um, also crazy is imagine if we would have knew before the season Antonio Brown was going to sign with the Buccaneers. Imagine that would have changed our picks up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I already had them, and I'll get to the the Buccaneers later. I already had the Buccaneers doing well. And then if it had been Antonio Brown, I might have had him go undefeated. Who knows? God help me if I did that. Um, anyway, so the five seed I also got wrong. Arizona, uh, they just missed out of the playoffs, injuries, and kind of relying too much on oh shit, DeAndre's down there somewhere. At the end of the day, backfired on them. Uh, also, their defense. I mean, they're young. Get get them, give them another year, maybe two. Let them figure out how to get Isaiah Simmons into this this defense and clicking. I think this team is a is is a playoff team next year and for probably years to come, honestly. Um, the four seed, I had Green Bay winning the division, and I just had them sliding to the four seed because everybody else was kind of right there with them record-wise. And then the big one, the one that hurts me the most, the Dallas Cowboys as the three seed. Uh, they had a chance to squeak into the playoffs. They had a chance to give me an extra edge on everybody else, but uh, they uh, they continue to let me down on all, all fronts. But for the best this time, honestly, I'm okay with it. And that's what makes this hurt so bad is, yeah, I picked him to go to the playoffs, but you know what? It's okay 
they still have a top top 15 draft pick instead of picking late in the draft. So I'll take it. I'll, I'll be okay with it. I'll, I'll accept that. Hopefully they figure out what they want to do with Dak and bring him back. That's my two cents on that. And then draft an offensive lineman with their first pick because it's gone pretty well the last three times they've done it. Yeah, I mean, look, we need a center, uh, or they need a center to replace the big hole there. So uh, let's 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 work on that, guys. Um, number two, the two seed, I had Seattle, which again, not far off. Literally, the three, two, and one seeds were a half or a game apart between the three of them. So Seattle had a chance to sneak into the one seed. Uh, they had a chance to get the two, but because of tiebreakers, the Saints got the two. So. Not wrong in getting them in playoffs, just one seed too high. And then the one seed I had Tampa Bay. Um, I had them, I think it was like 13-3 and three or 14-2 and two or something like that. I thought they were going to be exceptionally well. I didn't think they'd have to go through the growing pains they went through in the middle of the season. But here we are. They did. Oh, well, they still made it. And now they're clicking on all cylinders with the aforementioned Antonio Brown also clicking on all cylinders. He just got himself paid. Thanks to five straight shovel passes from Tom Brady to end the season. <laughs> but he got himself paid, man, and that's the important part. So, again, like you guys, that puts me – I picked four correct and three incorrect, so four of seven as well. So out of the 14 possible playoff teams, we all picked nine of them correctly. This does sucks. Any, does anybody feel bad about this? Or are we all kind of just like, it could have been better? <laughs> I feel empty. Like, God damn it, nobody won and nobody lost. Like, there's nobody to really rub anything into. But at the same time, there's no way to claim victory either. Like, damn it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're right in a way. It's it's it the competitive part of me is like, yeah, wait, no, wait, yes, I don't I'm like I'm first and I'm last at the same time. And Ricky Bobby would implode if this was the case. Like like damn it, I wanted to either like pout and complain about the Falcons letting me down or completely lord my victory of kevin stefanski but i can't do either one of them now yeah like at least with my nfl pick em, i at least know i i picked flyers for a reason so that way either i'm succeeding or i'm failing miserably and i can i can i can i can do both well so at least What's with that I, I can at least accept losing because i tried hard this one i'm What's like i'm i'm not losing but i'm not winning at the same time i'm not okay it sucks because we all picked flyers with some variations and all of our flyers sucked like we just got the basic ones right, but all of our flyers sucked, so we don't have a determining factor. Yeah, so I mean, I well, got the cards right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I, I had them at eight and eight. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Like, I think we all had some one team in here that was a borderline playoff team for the other guys that we got correctly that we didn't pick in the playoffs. If that makes sense, like we all had a team that that just missed out that. <laughs> should probably have made the playoffs, but for some reason or another due to injury or anything else, they just missed out. And it's crazy to look at. And, uh, you know, and we all, again, we all did this separately. And that's the thing that bothers me is we all did this completely separately in our own different ways. And we all came to the same results. And mind you, I will repeat this ad nauseum because I still hate the talking heads on big shows. We do better than the talking heads from ESPN and Fox News and all the other shows. Jesus, don't bring Fox News into this. <laughs> we are, as combined, all three of us, 9 and 14 from our own methods. We only got five wrong. Shannon Sharp couldn't even get five right for the playoffs. So here we are. I'm just saying we're better. If you guys need something to listen to, come give us a holler. We know our shit. DJ is, again, banging his head on the mic and, <laughs> and trying trying not to be embarrassed. 
by my craziness. So anyway, so moving forward, we got some playoff games to talk about now. So Kelsey, you want to go through these playoff matches and how you think they're going to look? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll we'll start at the bottom. Uh, the four and five seed, Washington versus Tampa. Tampa by twenty. That that's all I have to say about that. Brendan, uh, you feel the same sentiment? How, how do you feel about uh, Tampa? And- it, I, yeah, I would say by twenty. I mean, they've been clicking, like Kelsey said. The only thing that they've got to strike against them is they lost to a Nick Foles-led Bears. Like I mean, four months. But ago. other than that, that's like their only really ugly loss. I, that I can think of. So other than that, yeah, they, they, they're going to steamroll into the next round. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I yeah. Anyway, moving forward, Kelsey. Yeah. So, uh, well, DJ, actually, you didn't give us your opinion on this one. Oh, I, sorry. I said, it, I thought I, I said earlier, but yeah, bucks by a million chase. I opened <laughs> his mouth and now he must pay. As I said, on our previous. I, yeah. I know you tweet, I know you tweeted it out, but I just wanted, I, I wanted you to repeat it just for the, for the fans at home, because it's a great line. Even if he balls out and gets like two sacks and does his thing, you pissed off Tom Brady. He's still going to shred your secondary. And if you ball out and you win, I'll say sorry. Yeah, exactly. not that you give any shits whatsoever. But I just feel like when you're when you haven't even played a full sixteen game season yet as a rookie, you probably shouldn't be insane. I want Brady. I want him. And yeah, then now you're pissing don't him do off. that. Don't do that. Earn especially, your place, Rook. Earn your especially place. when they are like you guys have said they're clicking. Granted, against a really really easy sex schedule down the stretch a lot of mediocre teams down the way. Yeah. And now you're playing another one. That's not very great either. So it's another Tampa show on the way. A team that what had six possible turnovers against the Eagles, six potential turnovers. There was like actually three turnovers, but they fumbled the ball another three times that somehow were, I, that, that game was crazy. And on, on and so many Jalen hurts missed two touchdown passes before getting yanked. I mean, yeah. So anyways, we'll digress on that game. Uh, Seahawks Rams three and six. This one I talked about earlier, it's going to be the DK versus Jalen is all anybody's going to talk about. But to me, this relies on Tyler Lockett getting open and Russell Wilson having time to get him the ball. If Aaron Donald can be, I'm not going to say stopped, if he can be slowed down and made to go around the corner instead of through the gap, then Russell has time to find Tyler Lockett open on their weird, deep 40-yard option routes that they do that he always manages to score on. It's fascinating. So <laughs> I think I might've sold DJ's point. I don't know, but uh, Brendan, what about you? What do you think about this game? Uh, I, I think the big one for me is, is Seattle's play the last few games, their defense came on strong, but their offense kind of started to falter. And if you're faltering against that Rams pass rush and, and Jalen Ramsey, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to, to score points and, if their backup can put up that many points against a full strength Cardinals defense, I, I, it's going to be hard that if they have everyone healthy and ready to go, it's, it's, I think it's going to come down to the Rams. I think they've got a better balanced team than the, the Seahawks do at this point. So the Seahawks look better on paper, but I think the Rams might have this one. Yeah, and, and you did mention uh, the backup Wolford. He is projected to start t- at today. With Jared Goff being questionable still. He has not been fully confirmed one way or the other. So, as of right now, Wolford is still projected to start. I will add that as well. So, I don't know if that changes your pick. But (laughs) I do get your point, though. He did put up a fantastic game and a fantastic story as well against the Cardinals as well. If, like I said, if 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 Goff manages to come back, I I could see them having a lot more chance to to pull that game out. Wolford did have a great game. Um, I, 
during that against that Seahawks defense, though, I think it's going to be really tough for him to to have the same showing because, like I said, that they, they've their defense has been coming on stronger than their offense last last three or four weeks, and if that's the case, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge for a guy who's got so little experience on the stage. So at least you've got you've got he's gotten to the big stage before. So no, that's a good point, and you know you did mention that defense. Uh, they made a couple additions late. DJ, what do you think about this game? Even if Jared Goff was playing, I I feel like the Seahawks are hitting their stride. Russell Wilson's still Russell Wilson. He's just not breaking the stat sheet like he was early in the season. They got a running attack somewhat going. They just need to quit, as you mentioned, throwing 40-yard option routes. I know DK is a freak of nature, and it's fun to throw it deep to him. I know Tyler Lockett's a freak down the field, and it's fun to watch him burn people. Run a slant with Tyler Lockett. Run a five-yard hitch. Run a short pigtail route. Like, just get him the ball. No one on Seattle, Seattle, not Seattle. The Rams don't have anyone to cover him if they're going to have DK and Jalen. Just let it happen. You have David Moore, who just, they did the same thing that Tom Brady and Antonio Brown did. Threw him like four straight passes to make him some money too. So utilize your weapons in different ways. Don't throw it deep every play. Say, help your offensive line, help Russell, and avoid that monster number 99 the best you can. And you should be just fine. I mean, last time they played when Jerichoff's thumb did explode, the Seahawks locked him up completely for the most part. That is true. Yeah, and, and you know, the one thing that helps the Seahawks team is that addition of Carlos Dunlap at the end of the season. He has come on strong, especially late, um, been getting around the edge. And that does add, add something that their defense was missing early on, and that's that pass rush threat. He's not the most fantastic pass rusher, don't get me wrong, but at six foot seven, whatever the hell he is, tall, he does create some issues for the quarterback on the other side. So. That's and something. Jamal Adams is playing. He didn't play in their first one, if I'm not mistaken, too. That is true. Yeah, he was out at the, their first game. So um, that would be an interesting matchup for sure, especially being the division rivals and especially being in Seattle without the, the you know 12th man. That's, that's a very intriguing one. And then the one we've all been kind of waiting on because, obviously, Brennan is a fan of one of these teams, the Saints-Bears game. Um, me, personally, I, I, I do see Saints rallying around Drew Brees in his final season, if all reports are to be believed. And they get Alvin Kamara back, and don't be surprised if he breaks out that red and green cleat combination again and, and rattles off three or four touchdowns. Um, not his seven or six or whatever it was that should have been more that he had in his last game. Um, but for me, yeah, don't be surprised if the Saints take this one pretty easy. Uh, Brennan, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, I obviously I want them to win. That's 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 the fan in me speaking but the realists i know we're gonna lose but i also have a strong feeling that we have an opportunity to keep it much closer than people are expecting it to be i mean if you if you give the bears first half versus this rogers team uh the last game of the year you take that first half bears team and you put that first half for the whole game versus saints i feel it's gonna be really close i mean we had three drop picks in, in that that game against Rodgers, if we focus on hand drills, it might end up with some turnovers. And not saying that Breeze or any of his receivers are are lower than what Rodgers is or anything like that. It's just if we can manage a turnover or two, we we can stay in the game. So uh, we have a pass rush if it wants to 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 get started. The problem is is it's been so hit and miss this year. It's it's hard to know. But I I'm confident in the defense. The offense is coming on a little bit better for the Bears. The Saints getting everyone back, though, it's going to be really tough. 
That's a fair point, actually. I, I give you credit on that. They, uh, their hands have been superior, superiorly lacking, if you will, over the last two seasons. I, I'll even include last season um, with the man, the myth, the legend dropping something like nine picks last year uh, in, in Fuller. And, and this season, it seems to have continued. Um, DJ, what about you? I see you uh, rolling your eyes every time Brendan gets super supportive of his team. What do you, uh, what do you think of this one? Well, I appreciate everyone who loves their team. That's that's the fun part about sports. And I'm not saying it's a bad pick to pick the Bears, especially with how the Saints have faltered in the playoffs the last handful of, year, handful of years. I personally am going to pick the Saints, though, because they're at home. They've won, like, five more games, whatever it was. Drew Brees is looking pretty healthy, actually, too, whereas the last handful of playoffs, he kind of fell apart down the stretch. Him breaking his 1,800 ribs and having to sit out for a while might have helped him this time. Mike Thomas is coming back, hopefully, if he's not injured and punching his teammates. And they had basically a full season without him. So that I think that really helps basically everybody else get in the sink too. It's not throwing to Mike Thomas every playoff season. Then in the playoffs when it doesn't work, oh, God, what do we do? <laughs> now we see Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, AK-41, Latavius Murray. I think they're rolling their, their squad to be, and that defense is dirty. I don't know if Mitch Trubisky is going to be 100% ready for the way the defense is clicking. Unless David Montgomery wants to strap the team to his back like the mini Maurice Jones Drew 2.0 he is, but it's going to be a tough one for the Bears. If they can keep it close early, they have a shot late, but I just feel like the Saints are going to have full control. Understandable. I actually kind of agree with that. I do think David Montgomery has the opportunity to put this team on his back and be a difference maker, but I don't know if he has the capabilities to do it. Um, So that wraps us up for the day, guys. Uh, we got a couple seconds left. Real quick, final last words. What do you think is going to be the most surprising thing to happen in these playoffs? Brendan, go. Most surprising thing, I I would say uh, probably uh, uh, rushing touchdowns. That, that's going to be the, the talk of the whole playoffs is because you got Titans, you got the Ravens, and with Alvin Kamara's ability to put seven – on the board, I mean, it's 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 just gonna be rushing touchdowns galore. Uh, okay, DJ, what about you? Are you talking the whole playoffs in general, or just this week? Yeah, the whole playoffs. What do you think is gonna be the most surprising storyline coming out of them? Either Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. One of those two is not making the Super Bowl. We're not gonna get a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. One of those teams is gonna come up is not gonna make it. I don't know which one, and we'll get into the predictions as we go along. But one of those is gonna miss out. I think. Fair enough. You don't uh, get nice things. That's how 2021 works. So what one of, if not both of those, is going to miss out. I'm going to go on a limb here, and I, for me, I'm going to say that it's going to be Philip Rivers making his first Super Bowl. That'll be my uh, my prediction for the craziest storyline, and he's going to retire afterwards. So like I said, guys, that does it today. I'm going to end no, it on No, 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 no. We, have, uh, we do not have any more time, guys. Uh, we love you. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Be sure to tune in every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time on the United Sports Network, and Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern time on Anchor and all our platforms. Also, check out our website, highlowsportspodcast.com. Like I said, we're ending on the mic drop, guys. We'll see you next week. See ya. Holding you to that.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.